This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Man, there's a lot to get to as we enter what's going to be a really wild week with Arkansas football. Arkansas football's got a lot of stuff to fix. We're going to go over some of the rumor stuff that's going around and maybe talk about some of the stuff that's factual. We're going to talk with Danny West about the latest in recruiting, Curtis Wilkerson, because there's plenty of basketball stuff to discuss as well. All that and more on today's episode of Hogsports Live. Hey, I just wanted to mention everybody, today is the last day of our big 75% off promo, Cyber Monday. Everybody's got a big special. So if you haven't checked out the site, today is the day to do it. Today's the day to do it. We've actually are leading the network right now in new signups. We have hundreds of fans sign up uh, for our special deal at Hog Sports. So just to break it down, Hog Sports is the number one independent source on Arkansas sports and recruiting and has been for a number of years now. And we're 75% off. It's the best offer we have. It's the best offer we ever do. It's $26.85 for the entire year. So that breaks down to $2.24 a month, $0.52 a week, and only $0.07 a day for unmatched insider Razorback coverage. A lot of interesting stuff going on in our premium message board, the Razor's Edge, right now. This deal ends at 11 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Monday. That's today, 11-28-22. Okay, there's no promo code or anything. Just go to hogsports.com, and you will see the banner ad right there, and you can click that, and you'll get the deal. So if you've ever wondered, if you like the stuff that we do on Hog Sports Live, or you like the walk and talk, or you've ever wondered how to support the things that we do like that, some of the free content that we give out, you should really go check out hogsports.com. That's that's our baby. That's That's where all the good stuff is. See what we have for our members at the VIP subscription at Hog Sports. You'll be glad you did. Just go check us out. That's pretty much it. People ask me all the time, like, how do we support some of the stuff you do, Trey? We like this or that. We like reading the free content. Go sign up for a VIP subscription. Seven cents a day. And then go find something that gives you more enjoyment and more satisfaction throughout the day for seven cents. I'd love to hear it. Post in the comments below if you got something for seven cents a day that gives you pretty much all day satisfaction like Hog Sports will. All right, go check us out. HAWGsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. There it is one last time. Guys, I'm not even sure where to start today. I mean, we're all over the place. There's so many rumors going around. Um, everything from uh, Kendall Browles to South Carolina. Kendall Browles is going to stay at Arkansas. Kendall Browles is the candidate for Florida Atlantic, for Texas State, for Liberty, if that job opens up with Hugh Freeze. Tons of crazy stuff going on at Auburn. Also, up and down over there with their coaching search. Uh, Barry Odom, he's going to stay or he's going to go. He's the lead candidate at South Florida or Texas State. Tulsa has even been mentioned for both of those guys. If Browse leaves, Dow Loggins, the offensive coordinator. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that. There's dissension within the team. There's a culture problem. 
I've heard stuff with the offensive line. I've heard stuff with the uh, the defensive secondary, and not just players in backup roles, but but starters, key players. Dissension. There's not the bond that there was. Pittman's the problem. Pittman's not the problem. It's all over the place right now, and we're trying to sort it all out, but it is going to be a absolutely wild week. Right now we know that Arkansas is in a dead period, and the reason they're in a dead period is because of something that Sam Pittman suggested when they were coming up with the portal window, and that's to have a dead period before all this stuff gets going on Monday, which I'm going to call Meltdown Monday because that's what it's going to feel like. Right now, at this moment, Sam Pittman's having exit interviews. I guess you could call them exit interviews. He's having one-on-one meetings with every individual player. There's a lot of stuff going on. This player's out. This player's out. And there's going to be a ton of them. There's going to be a ton. It's going to feel crazy to you, and it should because it's new, but it's the new normal college football 2022. There's there's teams all over the country dealing with this right now. And with all the stuff coming out about, you know, There's toxicity and all that stuff. I think that's probably going around all over the country. And I think it's also easier. I'm not saying anything's not justified. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is I think it's easier for a player to express his disappointment or his frustrations because in a month he could be working out with another team and getting ready to play next season. Before, in the olden days, you didn't have any other options. You know, so you might as well keep your trap shut. I just think it's easier at this day and age of college football because you can just bounce. We've already seen Warren Thompson's left, James Joyner's left, um, Miles Slusher left. That was a real surprise, disappointing, obviously, for him to leave right before the last game. And they're not the last ones, obviously. There's going to be plenty of other players leave, plenty of others. And then there's going to be a lot come in. I would say to people, hold your meltdown until after like January 15th when you know who you're getting. Because right now it's coming up for transfer out time. And then for 45 days, it's going to be some transfer in stuff. There's going to be a lot of visitors and stuff from other schools, and you'll really get a better grasp of your roster. And it's it's not anymore about – it's not about we got a hole here we got to fill. It's about is this third-string guy better than this guy because we might have to say goodbye to this third-string guy. And this is the way it is now. Loyalty is gone in college football 2022. That's over. This is what everybody asked for. Players getting paid. Players can immediately transfer wherever they want. And this is where we are now. So if you're not cutting it, you got to get out. you got to go. There will be plenty of players that are told, hey, it's not working out. And there will be plenty of players that want to leave or disgruntled. I mean, I've heard everything. K.J. Jefferson – is going to Auburn or Ole Miss or Jalen Catalan's doing that or, you know, just everything. And, the, again, these are all rumors not to be taken seriously right now. What you should take seriously is there can be a lot of players that are leaving this program. We've broken down the scholarship deal. And, you know, if there is a problem culturally with the locker room, is it, you know, it's it's – and from what people say, it's like not a surgical thing. It's just like – They've got to cut out a lot of things. And that's just stuff that happens in year three. I'll say this about Sam Pittman. The first two years, I never heard a single word of toxicity coming out of the locker room. Not a single word. And from when Chad Morris was at Arkansas, it was almost day one I started hearing that. The offense doesn't like the defense. The young guys don't like the old guys. These coaches don't like those coaches. All kinds of stuff like that. And I never heard that with – 
a Sam Pittman coach team, but it, 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 there's been stuff lately that has been popping up more and more. And you also have to keep in mind you're in the wake of a 6-6 six and six season, and that's going to fuel that also. Nobody likes losing. So they got some things they got to figure out. Assistant coaches, are all the assistant coaches going to be retained? I, I just mentioned the coordinators, but, I mean, there's a lot of coaches on this staff. Obviously, we know Jamil Walker has been gone. To me, that doesn't sound like – I've covered a lot of coaching changes with assistant coaches, and typically how it goes is, hey, go try to find another job. We'll make this nice and easy, a transition, like you left and you went and found another job. We see that happen all the time. Um this was just a firing right after the game, which tells me this is more like a, hey, you got to go. You got to get out of here. I don't care how you do it, just go. That's what that feels like. So that's obviously lends to a little bit more. There's some problems in the inner workings there with Arkansas and Sam Pittman saw a need to make an immediate change there. Now, who are candidates to replace to replace Jamel Walker? Uh, Kiero Small is probably a a good one to keep an eye on. You guys remember Kiero Small, Arkansas fullback. He's been at Michigan. Uh, I think he's a, a listed as associate director of strength and conditioning, something like that. He's he's like the number two guy there under Ben Herbert. So he would be a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, there's a guy at Missouri who's like director of player development. He was strength and conditioning coach at, um, at Auburn. Um, Ryan Russell, I believe is his name. That would be another guy to maybe keep an eye on. But there's going to be a lot of guys interested in this job. Obviously, it's a big-time job. Jamil Walker is making $425,000 a year with his latest raise. So, it'll be a highly sought-after job. So, right now, like, this show's going on at 124. So, right now, there are interviews going on with players about their future with the Arkansas football program. And usually, usually this doesn't really occur until – you know, a little bit later. But with a new calendar, with college football 2022, everything's changed a lot. So take everything with a grain of salt right now, but there is a lot of stuff swirling around, and it seems like the same stuff. You know, for everything you hear about, you know, this coach is a problem, you also hear, well, it's actually the player that's the problem. You know, there's a mirror to everything. There's two different versions to every story. And we're going to find out when this thing, when this dust settles, we're going to find out a lot more about this program. Sam Pittman knows he's in do or die territory. All right. He's coming up on year four. They just won six games. It wasn't as pretty as it could have been. They just won six games. They didn't win any close games outside of the Cincinnati game. They obviously struggled in some certain areas, particularly at the goal line, and also struggled really on defense. They were way worse on defense this year than they were last year. The transfer portal can be the great equalizer for a roster, okay, where you, what you may have lacked in the past in, certain, in terms of having recruits in your immediate backyard that you can just draw from every year, like a lot of the power programs have. Like a lot of people think that, you know, some of these programs that have historically been good are, you know, doing things a certain way. The truth is the talent is right there. Like look at Ohio State, for example. Ohio State pulls from Ohio. They pull from Michigan. They pull from Pennsylvania. I mean, they've got some pretty strong neighboring states also, in addition to being Ohio, Georgia, Alabama, you know, Florida, Texas. These schools, I mean, the talent is right there for them. Arkansas has always had to go a lot further. 
this is something that can equalize things a little bit more because these guys have been told all the you're so great, you're all this, made all these promises to and all that kind of stuff when they were recruited out of high school, and now they know what they want in a football program. We saw Arkansas do a pretty good job last year, a dang good job in the transfer portal. Look for that to kind of double this year in terms of guys that they go after. I would expect a doubling of they, – they brought in nine last year. I would expect at least a doubling. 29-27, not going to get – my thoughts about that game haven't changed that much since the walk and talk. If you missed that, go back and watch it. Arkansas basketball plays Troy tonight. 7 o'clock. You can watch that on SEC Network. Kevin Fitzgerald and Pat Bradley calling that one. Good old Pat Bradley. It'll be fun to listen to. I want to tell you guys about my friends at Ozarks Go. If you're somebody streaming the game who likes to stream everything, Ozarks Go is fantastic internet service. You can go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, that's H-A-W-G, and go to the check availability graphic and see if they're available in your area, but I would think north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas, northeast Oklahoma. If you get an Ozarks electric bill, then you can get Ozarks Go. I've been disappointed with my last three internet service providers for various reasons. Ozarks Go came in one day, 17 months ago, installed everything, and I haven't haven't thought about them since. I haven't had to unplug and replug. I haven't had any internet downtime. haven't had any arguments with my wife or daughter over why the internet's not working. Honey, I don't know. I can't figure it out. Getting frustrated. You know how that stuff is. Get away from that. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog. Ozarksgo.net slash hog. They offer 100 megabits per second up and down, 1,000 megabits per second up and down. Both those are tremendously fast, just depending on how much you need. This right now is being streamed to you in 1,000 megabits per second. That's what I use because I upload a lot of stuff, and it goes up and down. And if you ever have any kind of question, you can call them at 479-684-4900 and talk to one of your neighbors not some call center off in some other country. You're going to talk to somebody around this area who's got a similar accent as you. Some old Southern boy. <laughs> Let me see if I can help you with your internet. <laughs> that would be different. All right, everybody. <laughs> Ozarksgo.net slash hog. Trey Biddy stamp of approval. Not that there's any problem with accents. I don't mean that. But I just mean, you know, somebody from around here. You might end up talking Razorbacks with somebody. All right, we're going to switch over to Danny West. Danny's going to get us updated in the latest in recruiting. Obviously, plenty going on there coming up here. I mean, it's there's just like two recruiting cycles, basically. you got the transfer recruiting and then high school recruiting. What's up, Danny? What's up, man? Oh, not much. I think I went over every single rumor that's popping around out there just to kind of cover the whole thing. So, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Boy, it's been something, hasn't it? It has. It feels like it's already started and really we're not even close yet. Well, there's already – I didn't want to like – I don't want to like enter the transfer portal on Hogsports Live for a bunch of people. But, I mean, there's already discussion on our premium message board, the Razor's Edge, from – you know, we have got a lot of insider posters who – have connections and stuff, and they're they're posting stuff about, hey, this guy's right now cleaning out his locker. This guy's having yeah. his meeting right now with Sam Pittman. I've been encouraging everybody to come follow that along with us, but they need to sign up for our 75% off deal, which is $0.07 cents a day. So I agree with that. Absolutely do I mean, that. 
I tell people all the time, you know, you're not just signing up for Trey and Curtis and me and Andrew. I mean, so many of our posters, man, they've got so much insight, well connected to yeah. to people inside the program. So that's that's reason enough. If I wasn't working for you, shoot, I've proven that I was already a subscriber. So yeah, I, you I, were. That's right, Danny. Uh, a lot of key up, okay, uh, a lot of key recruiting dates uh, happening right now. Yeah, sorry. Can't get through my own. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's jump into that, man. We're looking for uh, official visitors. Of course, we started yeah. a four-day dead period today. So mm-hmm. the 28th, Monday starts the uh, four-day dead period. Coming out of that on Friday, you start the contact period. So what does that mean? For people who don't keep up with it, that means coaches can then be out on the road seeing and uh, conducting these in-home visits as they do every year. So looking forward to that this weekend, as well as three official visitors that we're aware of so far. You know, there's 23 committed guys for this 23 class, and and 20 of them have already used their official. There's three that haven't, and they're going to finally get that opportunity this weekend. That's Malachi Singleton, Mm -hmm. obviously your quarterback commitment out of Georgia. You've got Joey Sua playing for the – 7A, 7A state championship Friday night. So good luck to Joey and Bentonville. Of course, good luck to Bryant, too. We're fans of them, too. But it uh, should be a good game there. Then he'll be on campus Saturday to start his official. And then Jaden Ham, uh, tight end out of Eudora, Kansas. Uh, been committed for a really long time now, uh, over a year. So good to finally get Jaden on campus, I guess. And then, of course, next week, Trey, we put this out last night. Got some insight on andrew armstrong a transfer target there's there's the first one so andrew armstrong wide receiver target going to be on campus really soon we've got a story there on hog sports but wide receiver out of texas a&m commerce Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know he blew up this year had a really really big year over a thousand yards i want to say 13 touchdowns so be on the lookout for him not this weekend but next and it's a it's a really important deal too that they had this four-day um dead period just because you're going to have recruits on campus right i mean yeah so yeah. you want to make sure you don't have guys that are thinking yeah, about the, the bouncing the better, man. interacting with your recruits so man, yeah. if it were me if i were Pittman, and it sounds like he maybe did make some decisions on the plane on the on the way home oh, yeah. night, but man i would have started those visits as soon as i got on the plane i yeah. mean you can't do it soon enough you you're looking for that final number and it's really tough to know until you you know, sit down and talk with a hundred kids. So Danny, yeah, I, I would imagine that's, that's going pretty well for him right now. I actually thought that today was going to be a pretty wild day as far as one got, you yeah. know, tweets, like not wait until meltdown Monday next week, yeah. December 5th, but today just going ahead and saying, Hey, my intention is to enter the transfer portal. Or is it just going to be because we've got a lot of interviews going on today with players that, you know, they're going to set their stuff up and, I was going to go through the roster, you know, just kind of talk, you know, just look at some yeah. guys. But I would, you know, anybody that's been on campus a couple of years that isn't like making a push for playing time, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I would say that's a pretty good indicator that the, unless the coaches just feel like, man, this guy's got a real, you know, a whole lot of upside, I would say that, you know, there's going to be some change. If you've been on and campus for a couple of years, of those, Trey. Yeah. There's there too is. many of those. Uh, and, you know, sorry to cut you off, but just thinking about this class the other day, I, somebody asked me, I did a radio spot for somebody, and somebody said, What's the difference between this year and last year? Mm-hmm. And I said, I feel like they wasted fewer spots, fewer, fewer scholarships in this year's class 
as opposed to a year ago. And that's not me being mean or, you know, facetious or anything to any of the guys, but we know it. Mm -hmm. People that follow this stuff know it. There's a few, a handful every year that as soon as they get on campus, it's an uphill battle. They're probably never going to do a whole lot. We Mm -hmm. all see it coming and most of them get out of here really quickly nowadays, it seems. But you got to limit those, man. There's just been too many of those those types. Yeah. L- the latest stuff that we're hearing with bowl stuff is there was some talk of, of Vegas, which is December 17th. But the latest stuff I've been hearing is uh, Texas Bowl, which is December 28th. And I've heard um, Liberty Bowl, which is also December 28th. Either of those you would be prefer my – there. I would – I would prefer actually Texas just because it's in a dome. Yeah. And it's going to be warmer anyway. Houston. Yeah. That's right. Liberty Bowl has a chance to be very cold. But what I like about the date is with the signing period, I mean, you got December 17th is not a good time to have a bowl with all no. the recruiting no. stuff that's going on because you got the early signing period on December 21st. So to me, Las Vegas, that would be, that would be the last choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that recruiting. You know, obviously, I see everything through a recruiting lens. Right. So I would I would take whatever is is most convenient for recruiting, not just your your 23 signing class, because I think most of the work there, unless there's you know huge surprise there, I think most of it's in the books there already, kinda. Mm-hmm. But man, some of these transfer targets, you don't want to be missing out on them just because you're going to play exactly you know, Utah State or somebody. Exactly, exactly. Man, it's it's going to be so wild. How many? How many? Like, if you could just guess, Danny, how many guys you think are going to be uh, moving Out, on in terms of outgoing. like in terms of transferring, not like giving up football or or something like that, but just in terms of yeah. leaving the program for transfer. Well, initially, I was thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen ish, but mm-hmm. you know, after going through the roster the other day, I think you and I kind of talked about scholarship distribution, whatever day that was. Man, I could find more than twenty that, mm-hmm. that would make sense, you know. Uh, and, and that's the thing to remember too. I want to mention, you know, it's going to feel like the the sky's falling, you know, when all these names start yes. coming up. But a lot of these guys, man, like we just talked about, some of that's good news. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think to you're also you. you run. Yeah, there you go. Drink. <laughs> yeah. There, there's uh, there's there's got to be like also. Some concern, though, like if players who are starters – because there's a lot of rumors going on about, like, this guy doesn't like that guy kind of talk, you know. And, I mean, there's even rumors about KJ going to, you know, different SEC schools and stuff. Like, if you lose your starting quarterback and he's not looking over his shoulder at the next guy, there's a real problem. There's a real problem. Um, But, you know, not just – there's all kinds of rumors going around, of course, like there always is. But, like, you know, there are obviously a lot of starters. If you're losing a lot of starters who aren't, like, looking over their shoulder, then to me that's a real concern. And we'll find out soon if some of these crazy rumors are, you know, have any legs. That's right. It's coming soon. All right, Danny. Anything else you want to chime in with? No, that's it, man. Check the site this weekend. Should have full reports on well throughout the week, really, on yeah. any uh, transfer setting up any official visits. I, I look for that to be. That's going to be the study here for the next uh, you know couple of weeks. It seems like sure is. All right, Danny. Appreciate yeah. you, brother. We'll see you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West again. Follow Danny at Danny West twenty four seven on Twitter. Does a fantastic job covering Razorback recruiting for us at Hog Sports and has been doing so for. I can't even remember how long, over like 12 years or something, might be more than that. So 
if you want to read Danny's stuff, all his recruiting stuff, and it's it's about to get crazy. Like this sale couldn't come along at a better time. It's seventy five percent off HAWGsports.com. If you ever thought about joining or like wondering or maybe you hear stuff like this is the crazy this is the wildest one. Like I hear you can get everything through Twitter that you get there. Like if you enjoy sifting through the trash and just trying to figure out what's real and what's not real, then keep doing that, I guess. But if you want some real information and you want to see us like do some real, real looking, you know, real breakdowns and stuff and talk to some real insiders. I mean, some of our posters really know what's going on in this program on the Razor's Edge Premium Forum. Then go check us out at Hogsports, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Aside from that, the entertainment value is top notch too. I mean, you can get addicted. <laughs> I'm not saying like jump on and get addicted, but you can get really addicted. I'm addicted to it, and it's my job. But 75% off for the number one independent source on Arkansas sports and recruiting that breaks down to $2.24 a month, $0.52 cents a week, $0.07 cents a day for unmatched insider Razorback coverage. It ends at 11 o'clock tonight, Central Standard Time. That's Monday, 11 22 No promo code. Just go sign up. I want to get to – Let's look at this distribution chart. I was going over this earlier today. So there's going to be players off this list that are that are leaving. I mean, obviously, we're watching Malik Hornsby. The guy entered the transfer portal a year ago. Okay? The situation's been kind of weird throughout the season. But K.J. Jefferson, Malik Hornsby, and then Malachi Singleton joining, that's your only quarterbacks on scholarship right now. I think we can say it's a pretty safe bet that they're going to explore the transfer portal for another quarterback, regardless of – you know, K.J. Jefferson's missing some talk about him going pro, obviously, also. I don't know that that's the right move for him, just based on how this season went. I think he could really benefit from another year, but that's not how it always works out. Obviously, we've already seen some movement at running back with uh, James Joyner moving on. Dominic Johnson, A.J. Green, Raheem Sanders, Rashad DeBinion, Isaiah Augustave coming in. Jaden Hazelwood is obviously a guy to watch just for, you know, pro. Is he going to turn pro or not? There's plenty of other guys to keep an eye on on this list. I mean, guys that have been here a couple of years that aren't playing. Landon Jackson. Or excuse me, not Landon Jackson. Landon Rogers would be a guy that's been here. It's not playing a whole lot. Jaden Wilson. I think Jaden Wilson's got a nice future here. Those are just a couple that, have, you know, they've been here. I'm not saying they're like – look at these guys to transfer. I'm just saying you look at guys that have been on the roster a couple of years and haven't really, like, pushed yet for playing time. Micah Tease and Devon Dozier are committed right now. Trey Knox, what's he going to do? Is he going to look at the next level? We're expecting Hudson Henry that this is his final season, that he'll move on. He's graduated already. Then there's some others like Colin Sutherland, Aaron Outley. You know, those guys have been here a couple of years now. There's been all kinds of rumors about the offensive line. But there's several guys to look at here that have been here a couple of years. I mean, there's 17 players if nothing changes on the offensive line moving ahead. Defensive end. I don't know if I say anybody just jumps out on the defensive line like this guy. I don't know because you're either like got guys playing or you got guys that are younger. I'm not sure anybody just jumps out off the page. Defensive tackle, kind of a similar deal. I mean, 
What's Torian Carter going to do? I assume he's going to come back, but you never know what's going to happen. Marcus Miller hasn't played a whole lot since he's been here. He's going to be a senior next year. I don't know. Isaiah Nichols and Terry Hampton both have the option to return as super seniors. Those are things to watch. So there's a lot of things to watch also in terms of these decisions, not just transfer portal stuff, but like where a guy might decide if he wants to come back for football for his last year or not. What's Drew Sanders going to do? I think Drew Sanders probably going pro. He had a hell of a year. I think he'll probably end up going pro. Obviously, Bumper Pool's eligibility is done. They got some nice-looking young linebackers. Chris Paul, I thought, really came on strong second half of the season. Jordan Crooks has got a lot of promise. Manny Powell, both those guys are going to be sophomores next year because they played in more than four games. Caden Henley will be a redshirt freshman. Then you got Carson Dean, Brad Spence, and Alex Sanford coming in out of the freshman class. Cornerback will be something interesting to watch, too. What's Ladarius Bishop going to do? Ladarius Bishop is a red shirt. He could be a red shirt super senior next year and also still have a medical hardship available to him. Malik Chavis, I, I would list him as a cornerback. I guess you could list him as a safety, too. Oh, you know what I did here? I didn't add Hudson Clark to safety, so I've actually got one more. So I've got an error on this that I'm just now noticing because I moved him from cornerback and I didn't put him at safety. So I've got to fix that. Um, but, you know, what's Dwight McLaughlin going to do? There's been some talk about him maybe eyeing the NFL. you got Kari Johnson, Kewan Parker. You know, those are a couple of guys to watch, obviously, not starters who've been in the program for a while. Jalen Lewis, and then you got Jalen Braxton, Dallas Young, and R.J. Johnson coming in. Safety. I used to never talk about guys that might or might not transfer, but you have to now. It's changed so much. But I never wanted to, like, say, hey, this guy should consider leaving. You know, I never did that before. But now you have to. Simeon Blair, does he come back? Does Trent Gordon come back? Does Jalen Catalan come back? There's been all kinds of talk about Jalen Catalan might do this or that. Who knows? Sam Pittman kind of indicated he felt like they were in a good place with Catalan. We'll see. Zach Zymus, guy who's been here for a while and hadn't played a whole lot. Ja'Cory Turner, been here a few years, a couple years now. A few years. Jaden Johnson. Anthony Brown. TJ Metcalf, Christian Ford, and Dylan Haas. All guys that are coming in. You got Reed Bauer, Max Fletcher at punter. Reed Bauer could come back for a super senior year. Cam Little. Will be a junior, Eli Stein, who hurt his finger and didn't play in the last game. So that gives you 42 on offense right now, 45 on defense, four specialists, and 91 total. You can have 85 total on scholarship. 85 total. So this is obviously going to change quite a bit. But I do need to update that because I didn't put Hudson Clark back over at safety. Y'all want to talk to Curtis? Oh, Curtis Wilkerson. Curtis has been down and out. He's been – he has not been feeling well, but he has pushed on through because he's a trooper. He's a dog. But he has been – he's not been not been in on the healthy side of things throughout this holiday weekend. Let's see what he's got to say. Curtis, how you doing? Hey, Trey. I think I guess all things considered, I'm doing just fine. <laughs> you, you had a rough <laughs> go at it, brother. <laughs> it's It's been a rough few days. I think we're on the back end of it, though. Yeah. So for that, I'm excited. And Michelle coming around, she feeling better, too? 
She is. Yeah, yeah. she's up in Adam today. I, I think uh, I think she turned the corner yesterday. So hopefully she stays on the right trajectory, too. Good deal. Good deal. So um, switching over to Arkansas basketball, they dropped a little bit here in the latest uh, AP top 25 poll. But man, Maui was a lot of fun and it was a fun way. I mean, like it could have been better if Arkansas had beaten Missouri, I guess. But as far as basketball goes, I mean, three really fun games to watch. And I felt like we learned a lot about this team also. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I, I think they really grew up right before our eyes there. You know, coming into the season, um, I think if you had told me Arkansas would go two and one down there in Maui, I'd take that, you know, every single time, uh, especially if, you know, I knew they weren't going to have Nick Smith Jr. So mm-hmm. I really didn't know what to expect from Arkansas. I think coming into it, we were kind of wondering, you know, against better competition, what were they going to be able to bring to the table offensively in terms of consistency? They scored it better in those three games than they did in the previous three in that homestand. So I think that was a a really positive sign. You know, Anthony Black's breakout, he was incredible. I mean, it's kind of like a star being born right before your eyes there uh, with some of his performances. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought some some really great stuff there from the Hogs. And, uh, you know, I wish they would have pulled out that Creighton game too. I, I thought it was just a... Man, it was like a tournament type of atmosphere. Uh, you know, you got a young group like that who battled through a lot of adversity uh, and went tooth and nail with a team that's really running. Creighton was good. So, uh, you know, it's a veteran team with a lot of experience that executes the way they do for Arkansas to be in a dogfight with them until the end. Uh, I thought it was impressive. And then to rally back, you could tell how tired they were in that San Diego State game. Uh, but they kind of fought through it there and caught a second wind. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to scrap out an ugly one and find a way. And, and that's exactly what they did. Kamani Johnson, the unlikely hero there. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of positives that came out of Maui for the Razorbacks. They did drop a couple spots in the AP poll, but I think that's more about you know a couple teams like Purdue and UConn who just had outrageous weeks. Uh, at their tournaments more than it was a reflection on Arkansas necessarily not playing so well. How, how many people out there look back in your group thread with your boys during the game, San Diego State game, were trashing Kamani Johnson midway through the game and then totally changed your tune on it? I mean, oh. <laughs> that guy. You know, you know people are like looking back on their texts like, oh, yeah, Kamani, that's like I always said. Yeah. Um, unbelievable and that's awesome for him you know I, there's not many people i don't think who would you know be able to set out to be a senior you're one of two returners on the team and you set out the first two games don't even mm-hmm. take your shooting shirt off there was a game earlier in the season where everybody got in even the walk-ons kamani didn't even get in yeah uh, and, and so that's kind of wild to think about maybe it was the louisville game i have to go back and check but you know to stay ready he's one of the most engaged guys on the bench And then when you get your number called, you come in, you just know what you're going to get from him. He's just going to be knocking guys around the paint. He's going to bring some edge and play with physicality. He's all over the offensive glass. Uh, You know, for him to get that tip in, man, that was just awesome. And, you know, that's a huge moment there. But I think what really changed things for Arkansas, he just knows what he's doing out there defensively. You know, some of the other guys that have been playing at center, probably more talented, have higher upside. I think they're going to be great players for the Hogs. But Connie just knows where to be. He understands the rotations, the coverages that they're trying to do. All of a sudden, they were locking up San Diego State to come back and win the game. So, yeah. really cool moment for him. I was happy to see that. Yeah, really cool. Follow Curtis Wilkerson at Kurt Wilkerson underscore on Twitter. Does a great job covering Razorback basketball and all sports as well. Uh, I'll tell you something else that I took away from that, Curtis, is to me, like – Creighton may get a little bit better. San Diego State may get a little bit better. But Arkansas should get a lot better. You know, like 
a lot better. Mm-hmm. The ceiling for Arkansas versus some of these teams that they played who are more finished products, I think is something notable as well. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really good point. You know, Arkansas is unbelievably talented, uh, but they were talking about it the entire time. It's still very much a work in progress, and it is. It's just so many new faces coming together. Uh, you can tell some of the things, especially um, offensively, you know, not quite in sync yet, still too many turnovers, and, and that just comes with experience and playing together on the floor. Uh, defensively, we've seen how talented they can be, how disruptive they can be. When you play a team like Creighton, it's just so efficient with everything they do. They understand reads and can pick you apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started to see there were some holes there. So, you know, Arkansas is not the sum of all their parts yet. And, you know, they're also missing arguably the, the best freshman in the country. So, yeah, I agree with that. You know, I, I think the potential for this team uh, come March, you know, the ceiling is a lot higher. There's a lot more room for growth there. So, you know, knock on wood that these guys stay bought in and, and get fully healthy. And, man, it, they really, really could be a special group by the end of the year. Troy tonight, 7 o'clock. San Jose State Saturday, December 3rd. Tuesday, UNC Greensboro, December 6th. And then you get a little bit of a break before Saturday, December 10th, Oklahoma in Tulsa. Do we see Nick Smith by the Oklahoma game? I think so. You know, I, you know, barring anything unforeseen, we finally got some some pretty good updates there from Eric Musselman and his presser over the weekend. I know it was driving people crazy in Maui. You know, Nick's out there warming up with the team. Uh, you know, he's dunking it in warm-ups, and he's he's jumping, you know, three feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, when big plays are happening there on the bench, everybody's like, why is this guy not playing? It's just part of the process, man. You get you got to go through it. You got to get comfortable with, you know, different stages and different steps of the rehab progress and, and getting back through practices and all that. Uh, and then he's got to get final clearance. And, it's, you know, sounds like he's got a doctor's appointment today, which is, is Monday for those who are listening a little bit later. And, uh, you know, hopefully that means – you know, maybe he's cleared and we see him for a few minutes tonight. I don't yeah. know. If, if not then, then maybe we get to see him over the weekend. But the main thing is, I think he's getting close, and, and that's good. And I think it would be best-case scenario for the Razorbacks. You can get him back, knock off some of the rust over these next two or three games, and have him full go for Oklahoma, uh, who's a pretty good team, man. They just want a, a big event in their little uh, their little feast week thing. That's a projected tournament team. Mm-hmm. That's the last big opportunity for the Razorbacks before SEC play starts. So hopefully – Knock on wood, fingers crossed. Do a you know do a Nick Smith dance, whatever you got to do for positive vibes. Uh, but hopefully, we see him out there in the very near future. All right, Curtis. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing at all. I'm glad you got through without getting too winded. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Cool. We'll talk to you soon. All right, everybody. That's Kurt Wilkerson again. Follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He's the Hog Sports Senior Analyst. Really covers just about everything when it comes to Razorback sports, but uh, his basketball expertise is just on an absolute different level. And if you want to follow Curtis's basketball information, then you need a VIP membership at Hog Sports, and it's 75% off right now. Curtis breaks down. He does player grades. He does um, you know, off-the-dribble stuff, which is like his instant reaction stuff. He does all kinds of – uh, VIP breakdowns. Curtis has a lot of history with basketball. He's a former NAI player and coach, uh, even head coach. He was an interim head coach also. Uh, but he uh, he has got a lot of experience when it comes to to basketball and, of course, grew up in this straight from state from McCrory, Arkansas also. Hog Sports is 75% off, so join the number one 
Arkansas sports and recruiting site for 75% off for the entire year. Breaks down to just $2.24 a month, $0.52 cents a week, $0.07 cents a day, and is billed at only $26.85 for the entire year for unmatched insider Razorback coverage. But hurry, it ends tonight. Again, if you like what we do for free, you like the free content that we put out, check out our VIP stuff. This is the time to do it. And man, is it the time to do it because it is a wild, wild period for Razorback sports. And not just Arkansas, but throughout the country. And that's something that we've kind of tried to impress. Like, I think this stuff is happening just about everywhere. Everywhere that's had a coach in the system for a little while that still doesn't have the newness level I think this kind of stuff is happening everywhere where you hear, where you hear about players who, you know, are, are upset with their situation or, you know, you hear there's a problem with the locker room and all this kind of stuff. And you know what the good news is for Arkansas is all that stuff can be cut out. It can be changed quickly. You can turn your entire roster over if you wanted to because there's no more 25 limit. You used to only have to be able to bring in 25 players and then for how many players you had transfer out after December 5th, is up to seven, so 32 total, then you could add transfers. Or high school players, you could add more players. But regardless, that's all gone. That was like a one-year rule, and we've already changed that. There's been so much stuff that's changed in college football the last seven years or so. It's really insane. And this is probably the biggest change ever. 85 maximum now, not 25. You just have to stay under 85. The transfer portal window, you can bring in immediate help. And you can basically buy players. I'm thinking about changing instead of saying so-and-so is committed to so-and-so and just changing it to so-and-so has struck a deal with so-and-so. So-and-so has come to terms with such-and-such university. I mean, that's how much – I mean, the language has got to change now. We are, we are in professional sports basically right now. It's not college sports anymore. And a lot of stuff changes with that when you go to an idea of amateurism to professionalism. What else is there to say? We want to see if we have any – see if anybody can tick me off with their comments. By the way, I wanted to ask everybody to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We recently – we had a couple of a couple of guys throw us a one-star review and dropped our rating down. Appreciate that for the one-star reviews. Dropped our ratings down from a 5.0 to a 4.9. So help us boost it back up. If you haven't done so already and you like the show, help us boost it back up. Go to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review, leave something nice, let other people know what to expect about the show. But we'd like to get bumped back up because we had a couple of people disappointed with college football season, I'm sure, or something like that, and uh, threw us a one-star review. If you think it's a one-star review, that's fine. Throw us a one-star review. But a lot of that's trolling, I think. I hope, I hope you guys like the show more than one star. Okay. Do A.J. Green and Dominic Johnson stay? I hope so. Where are we at here? Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe right now. Alex Hamilton says, if Jacoby Criswell enters the portal, we have a realistic shot at him. I would think absolutely yes. I think that would be a guy to keep an eye on. Jacoby Criswell's from Arkansas, obviously. Uh, Georgia Tech transfer uh, quarterback also I think might be a guy to keep an eye on. I mean, there's a lot. Any, but any quarterback that enters the transfer portal, I would keep an eye on him. 
Trey, do you think this team can recruit via the transfer portal and high school kids and bounce back next year? Absolutely. Look at Ole, Ole Miss added like 17. Um, Missouri added a bunch. LSU added a ton. Yeah, you can absolutely go out and build a team. Look at look at how much of an impact. Let's look at the guys they added last year. Dwight McLaughlin, Latavius Brainy, Drew Sanders, Jordan Dominic, Landon Jackson. I mean, that's just defense right there. All of those guys made a significant impact. Pretty much all of them are starters this year. Pretty much all of those guys started for Arkansas. Jaden Hazelwood, Matt Landers. Am I missing somebody? Terry Hampton. I forgot about Terry Hampton. There's another one. I mean, all of these guys made a tremendous impact with Arkansas this year. Even Cade Fortin, who was a walk-on quarterback, played a pretty, pretty, pretty notable role as a backup for a good part of the season. Dustin Hoofman says, sad to hear about Bumper Pool's career being over. Definitely was an exemplary hog play with a lot of heart. Yep, we want to give a shout-out definitely to Bumper Pool, who just had surgery, to, his first of two surgeries to repair his hips. Um, hopefully he gets to play a pro career. I know he wants to do that in his heart, but I also know he's into coaching. But all-time tackle leader at Arkansas and just a great Razorback from a great Razorback family as well. Pre-game focus and team preparation before each game is the number one problem. They're not mentally ready to play. You th- what do you th- why do you think that? Because of the multiple three and outs to start games? Yeah, I would agree. There's a problem there starting things out. They just It's like clockwork, three and out on offense. Hearing Coach Bo to Memphis, HC, says Kevin Venable. Mark Douglas, let's also keep this in mind. Three years is a long time to stay at one school as a coordinator. Arkansas was one of eight Power 5 programs to have all three coordinators coming back. I think just both, just offensive and defensive coordinators coming back for year three. One of eight. So that's a long time for anybody to stay. The biggest problem with the offense, I mean, obviously they got off to a slow start, but if you look at the numbers from last year to this year, they're not that different. And last year they won nine games. The problem, even the red zone numbers aren't different, but the problem was the goal line. They struggled dramatically at the goal line. Losing K.J. Jefferson for a couple of games and having him as a shell of himself for another game. Those are big problems with the offense. Everybody wants to say the you know, the play calling was awful all of a sudden. What perfect. I don't expect perfection with Kendall Bryant. I don't expect him to call a perfect game. But there were some pretty consistent things. The goal line was a problem. And I don't know if the goal line was necessarily Kendall Browse. I, 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 didn't, I didn't like the uh, Trey Knox under center play. I thought that was just completely burning that. But I thought that they had to kick a field goal there because they couldn't move them. Why couldn't you move them? This is a veteran offensive line that returned four starters. And the other guy's a senior, the new guy. Why couldn't you move them? You had first and two. Why couldn't you move them? Because Kendall Browse didn't know how to call plays or because the offensive line couldn't get a push. I know Missouri has a good defensive line. No SEC team other than Tennessee, no Power 5 team, Tennessee and uh, Kansas State. Those are the only teams that put it in the end zone three times or more than three times, and now Arkansas. So, to me, I think a lot of it is – like, why couldn't you get a push? Norman Hunt says, I ne- actually 
I actually thought the Hogs would be 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four if everything went their way. The thing is, nothing went their way. Like, all the close games they lost, aside from Cincinnati. Mike Warner says, fire Pittman. Norman Hunt says, go troll elsewhere. <laughs> Dustin Odell says, all the people wanted fire one don't remember the Chad Morris era. Yeah. Oh, look at all the infighting. Everybody's mad at each other on here. That's just the way things go right now. Band together. Band together, Razorback fans. Pick up the QB from Michigan, says John D. George. Mitchell Robbins says, look at all the money paid out to Sam. Going, get it, going. Look at all the money paid out to Sam. Going, get it, going. I'm not sure what you mean there. Um, Sam is, I think, the 11th highest paid coach in the SEC. Cedric White says, you shouldn't judge any coach performance based off what Morris did. That's true. The reference point for Arkansas football success should not be the worst period in Arkansas history. Mike Warner says Pittman sucks. John D. George says, what teams are going to recruit high school players? The good ones. Arkansas is going to recruit mostly high school players, but they're going to recruit a ton of junior college, or not junior college, but transfer portal players. It's got to be, I mean, it's almost getting to a point where like half of your class is transfers and half class recruits. It's just kind of got to be that way. Dustin O'Dell says the fact that last year we overachieved, people just assumed that we wouldn't that we would improve on that. That's a very good point, Dustin, because they had a ton of super seniors last year. They would not have had Grant Morgan or Hayden Henry, you know, or plenty of other guys on that team last year. Myron Cunningham, uh, who played significant roles for them uh, because they were able to come back for an extra year. And Arkansas was one of the leading teams in terms of players coming back for their super senior season. It's a good point. I don't think there's any mistaking, though, but Pittman's got to win next year. What he does this offseason is going to be absolutely critical to his future at the program. And I'll say this, too. People know I like Sam Pittman. I've liked the guy since he was offensive line coach at Arkansas. I hope he does well. I think most people do. But I also know that I have a job to do. And that's to report what I hear and what the news is and what's happening, okay? And those two things cannot get conflicted with each other. I always think of myself as kind of unique in the sense that I'm a media person who also has some passion for this team. I mean, I grew up here. I went to school there. I'm, not, I'm just not going to deny, like some people do, that I, I care what happens. Um, but I also know that when I'm going to be critical – I'm also going to be sitting in the front row of the press conference looking eye-to-eye to coaches and players and asking questions. And that's just what the job is. But, yeah, I would like Sam Pittman to succeed. I think that would be the best thing for Arkansas. But at the same time, I have to report what's happening. Okay. Lane New says, I've been a Razorback fan since I was about two years old. The San Jose State game was my first ever Razorback game that I attended in Fayetteville. Let me tell you, <laughs> we have a long way to fall to terrible football. Yeah, that's true. Well, since he inherited Morris's mess, I think it's only fair. They did do a good job recruiting, though. I mean, there's some really good players on this team that that, that staff uh, recruited. There's some good – Mike Warner says, the only thing Pittman is good at is excuses. Dustin Hoofman says, usually the ignorant ones are the ones that speak the loudest. Yeah. 
Angel Morgan says it's a money game, folks. Yep, it's all about money. And let me tell you something, too. I think Arkansas is behind when you talk about collectives and things like that. I mean, yes, it's great to have the charities and those things. That's tremendous 4th and 25 fun, um, you know, what the hunts are doing with basketball and all that stuff. Uh, there's player-led NLI. Like, you can – you know, they have, like, their own little subscription thing. That's kind of going around the country. I don't know that that's doing super strong. But where I see Arkansas lacking is just the straight-up, like, hey – Everybody donate money to this collective, and we're just going to give it to the players as much as we possibly can, pay the taxes on it, I guess, and then and give it, you know. Like there's the flagship deal that the university does that's, you know, it's not really the same thing, but like in terms of like the deal where you just get everybody to donate money, like, you know, 30,000 fans to donate a couple hundred dollars, where's that? Trey, we need a show dedicated to explaining what to expect in this new portal situation. I thought about just doing a live show on Monday. I don't know if I can do that, though, because I've got all the work. But it would kind of be like a – I don't know. It would kind of just be people watching me work. So I don't know if that would really work. Brandon McCoy says, I don't catch many lives, but I'm starting a petition to change Quincy's name to Quincy Smack-a-Dude. <laughs> good ever since he blew up that block and still made the tackle next time i talk to quincy i'll ask him if he likes quincy smack a dude the three and outs are real are all on brawls nah, not all of them i mean there's been some drops and there's been some you know bad execution and things it's not all on him kj's throwing an air pass or something trey what's the chance for rocket rocket leaves for a final year at bama or georgia from what I understand, Rocket is all in on Arkansas. UNLV just fired the head coach. He was OC at Oregon before UNLV. Malik announced he was leaving. Okay, that probably happened right when I was doing that. So just to tell you the inside, let me make sure that's right before I get ahead of myself. Okay. All right. So just to tell you a little bit, like on our message board, we have a guy that has, you know, knows what's going on in the inner, you know, inner workings of the program and told us earlier this morning that Molly Cornsby is like cleaning out his locker right now. Let's see. Yeah, so that happened like 30 minutes ago, and this was this morning. So he's not entered the transfer portal because you can't. I lost my spot. You can't enter the transfer portal uh, because it's not open until December 5th. But he announced, yes, that he will be. All right. I think we pretty much covered everything. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Um, one last time, I want to remind you, I want to remind you there's uh, the 75% off deal. So that ends tonight at uh, 7. What time does that end? 11. 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. It breaks down to 224 a month. I've lost all my stuff. It breaks down to 224 a month, 52 cents a week, 7 cents a day. 
Go sign up. There's no promo code or anything. H-A-W-G-Sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Hey, you got a dad or an uncle or a grandpa or something you think might like it, you can get them signed up as well. Hogsports.com, 75% off Cyber Monday sale, ends tonight. Last I checked, we were leading the network, and I want that to continue. Love to see Arkansas at the top. All right, everybody. Sign up at Ozarks Go also. Ozarks Go, ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. You can call them at 479-684-4900 as well to Ozarks Go. They offer 100 megabits per second up and down or 1,000 megabits per second up and down. My experience with these guys has been phenomenal. Like, it blows everything away. They don't jack your price up year one to year two. They don't jack your price up year one to year two. You'll pay the same next year that you play this year. And so many people out there try to get you on a low, low rate, and then they jack you up. And then the internet doesn't work. Or you keep buffering and all this stuff. No problem with those arcs go. You'll be glad you switched over if you haven't already. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.